0: and you can get an extra three months free, expressvpn.com slash slash film.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Thursday, July 1st, 2021. On today's episode, I'm gonna to talk to someone about visiting the set of Disney's Jungle Cruise. This is Slash Film Editorial Director, Peter Soretta, And for the first time ever, news editor, Ytren Bui.
2: Hey, everyone.
1: I mean, obviously, people have heard you before, but, like, you have a new title. You, you have been promoted.
2: I have been promoted, and it's a lot of work. <laughs> Who knew?
1: Yeah, Jacob was doing a lot of work yeah. all these years. Yeah, just, like, and- another
2: ha- – everyone just hats off to Jacob for doing all this work by himself for however many years, five years now, I think, because <laughs> he's amazing. He's the best. You should all tweet at him and say that he's the best.
1: Yeah, Jacob is incredible I was lucky to find him I was lucky to find you, HT And uh, I mean, it shows Because you've now risen through the ranks uh, From a news writer to news editor And um, (laughs) back long ago Before the snap Before everything in the world went crazy uh, You visited the set of this little movie Called Jungle Cruise How how long ago was that, by the way?
2: Ah, yes in the before times. (laughs) It was three years ago? It was was spring 2018. Wow. that's crazy. I barely remembered (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, the set visit apart from they flew us to Hawaii for two days uh, which was, you know, which sounds great but really you're in the plane for 40% of that time and then um, on the set for 30% of the time. So when I got there, this is not me bragging, by the way. This is just me telling a funny story. When I got there, because my plane was actually delayed, I got there late, and I was like, "I want to spend the afternoon in the hot tub with the with um with the cocktail in my in my hand." And I got there. I was like, like, "This is
1: totally not going to be HT bragging," and then
2: well i got it sounded there at the 6 like a p.m brat. and i was like well I'm, i don't have time to do this i'm like i'm gonna do it anyways so i just sat there by myself with the cocktail in hand and then people who were on i think honeymoon or vacation kept asking me if i was okay and i was like i am okay
1: <laughs> why did they think you weren't okay because i
2: was by myself in the hot tub with a cocktail
1: okay so i'm assuming this was shooting on oahu uh
2: it was in Kauai, actually
1: Oh, Kauai. Okay. Yeah. So that's where uh, the original Jurassic Park
2: was filmed, I think? I think so. Yes.
1: So what what did you see filming? Or did, did you see actual filming, I'm assuming?
2: We did see some filming. We saw a, an action scene early on between uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt. Um, it's a scene in which they are both confronted by a panther. The panther, obviously, was not there it was a tennis ball if i recall and uh <laughs> it's a very short scene that we saw it was basically two lines between the rock and and emily and she said i'm not afraid and that's all i could remember
1: there's a new appreciation that you have for actors when you're on set and you see them acting opposite of tennis ball that's supposed to be like a gigantic robot or you know a ferocious animal <laughs> uh, but uh so a lot of these set visits that I've been on it, have been, like, on sound stages. Like, they take you to a tour of, like, all the different sets they've created. What, was it like that here, or did it sounds like this might have been, like, just a location shoot, like they're in the jungle?
2: It was a location shoot that they built a set on. It was actually quite impressive because it being Disney, they have a lot of money to spare. And I've seen them pull off this kind of uh, – thing before. There, I, I visited the set of Artemis Fowl also several years ago um, and they built a whole house <laughs> that was working uh, so that they they could have some more, an immersive experience for the, the, the child actors um, and because they also anticipated that being a franchise, which, you know, that's not going to happen. But Jungle Cruise, they built this entire thing within the span, I think, of like... I have it in my notes. I think it was like three months. Um, Yeah. And we got there like two weeks before they're going to tear it all down. But it was this impressive set. Uh, It's in this sort of uh, around this reservoir uh, around which like this bustling port town has been built. And a lot of it is just scaffolding and empty buildings. But they had a couple, like two or three buildings that actually had things inside it. And they had a whole market as well that was adjacent to – one of like the tavern of this town that was filled with all sorts of stalls and items and props it was really really impressive
1: it's so sad that you walk through these sets and like they're gonna be gone Mm -hmm. like you know days later it's like they they tear them down and they're like so impressive like you know uh we'll talk about theme parks later but like they feel like you're walking through like a theme park land it's like so
2: it it did just it did feel like a theme park land it felt like a (laughs)
1: 20th century theme park yeah um okay let's 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 segue into theme parks because obviously this is a movie that is based on a classic Disneyland attraction that Walt Disney himself uh created and that's you know not something new for the Disney company they did that with the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise which became a huge franchise for them but they've also tried to do it with Haunted Mansion and uh a uh, bunch of other uh properties that didn't didn't quite work out as well but um so th- what did they say about trying to turn a theme park ride into a movie
2: they basically talked um primarily about following the pirates of the caribbean template they cited pirates of the caribbean as a lot as this sort of standard for how a successful theme park ride Adaptation to the big screen can happen, and especially in an our tour driven one, too. Gore, Gore Verbinski directed the first three Pirates of the Caribbean, and he came from genre filmmaking and was able to put his own mark on uh, what was essentially just an animatronic ride with pirates and created something that was uh, like a popcorn swashbuckling thriller with rich world building and they have John colette Seurat uh, directing Jungle Cruise. He is also a um, a filmmaker that comes from the genre uh, and uh, like not art house, but But, um, you know, he's a, he's a well-regarded filmmaker and he, he will be, they talked a lot about how he has a clear distinct vision and is steering it. So they spoke a lot about Pirates of the Caribbean as a template and they spoke a lot about taking inspiration from uh classic and beloved uh action adventure movies and action adventure romances at that romancing the stone was a big one that's the 1980s uh michael douglas um and kathleen turner movie yes that i actually only watched recently and it's quite a ball it's it's a it's a fun time
1: yeah um into the riverboat itself was like i think they said that was based on um Oh my god what is that classic movie oh, its name escaping me queen. uh yeah african queen yes. yeah um it, I, i'm amazed ht that they didn't reference uh other movies when they were talking about theme park you know the approach they didn't mention you know the tower of terror movie from 1997 or uh, mission to mars or the country bears i mean or tomorrowland <laughs> why why didn't they why aren't they trying to approach things like that
2: Oh, no. I don't know, Peter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, one the, the ride doesn't have much of a story. Pirates of the Caribbean kind of has a story. Actually, it doesn't even have much of a story. It's kind of evolved through the years to have kind of a story. But Jungle Cruise, I feel like, has less of a story. Uh, Have you ever been on the Jungle Cruise ride?
2: I have not. I have not visited Adventureland, which is the land, the themed land where Jungle Cruise is situated. Uh, So I can't say that I know (laughs) much about Jungle Cruise. Uh, And when you sent sent me on this, I was like, I have no idea what this ride is and I was I'm trying to answer my your questions to the best of my ability I know you're a big theme park connoisseur <laughs> Peter
1: yeah well I won't I won't ask you anything too hard but um th- this ride if, if you go on YouTube you could probably find a video of it is basically this trip through the jungle and there's a skipper who's making all sorts of uh really bad jokes filled with puns which I think puns have kind of <laughs> there was a period when you went on the jungle cruise and you're like this is really bad but i feel like puns are now back in like it's the really dad joke thing to do i you know mean, what I mean? Like-
2: single-handedly <laughs> achieved by me
1: <laughs> yes you love your puns so did they talk about it will they have puns oh
2: yes they will have many a pun uh dwayne Johnson who plays a skipper named Frank uh in jungle cruise uh is the primary sp- the primary source of the puns. He uh, is, will be squeezing in plenty of puns and one-liners, which we can see a little bit of in the trailer. But um, his producers, both Lynn and Hiram Garcia, who are longtime uh, collaborators with him, spoke at length about how he's going to be punning away. And it'll be part of the sort of screwball, push and pull dynamic between him and Emily Blunt, who gets very annoyed by his many puns.
1: Yeah, tell us about the characters because I feel like I, I've watched the trailers, but I don't really. I mean, I, I get the sense that they're kind of they're dynamic, but what, what can you tell us about the characters?
2: Yeah, well, Dwayne Johnson plays Frank, who is a cantankerous uh, steamboat captain who uh, take, gives tours along the uh, uh, from the Brazilian port town of Portobello, and he's hired. One Day by Emily Blunt's character, Dr. Lily Houghton, who is searching for this mythical tree of life. She believes that it can, um, you know, it's the source of immortality and she wants to find it to show to the um, society of, of discovery. <laughs> I don't really know. You know,
1: <laughs> it sounds very like Indiana Jones MacGuffin. Like. Very
2: Indiana Jones McGuffin. There's a there's some indie in there, too, for sure. And uh, she and her uh, dapper brother are uh, go on this this trip down this dangerous Amazon River with Frank and are chased by henchmen from A German Prince, played by Jesse Plemons, uh, who are also searching for this myth- mystical object. Uh, Paul G. also stars as Nilo, Nilo um, who is the owner or like the sort of like lord of the port town. He uh, owns a bunch of the boats that... Uh, operate out of it and uh frank owes him a lot of money and that's their whole dynamic too so he's sort kind of the cartoonish villain of the piece um <laughs> and uh jesse Plemons, what, what is
1: he hoping to use this uh this fountain for like i feel like there there must be some stakes if they don't get to it right
2: well um it's only uh emily blunt's character and the german prince played by jesse Clemens who are really really after it dwayne johnson uh Captain Frank doesn't believe in it. He just is in in it for the money. Um, But she wants very Han Solo. Very Han Solo, and she wants it for the purpose of scientific discovery. While I'm sure Jesse Plemons Prince wants it for more nefarious means.
1: Yeah. Um, One thought when they announced this this movie was happening, a lot of like the Disney fanatics they they (laughs) they love their classic attractions, and they don't want to see. Walt's vision changed. They they wanted to stay the same forever, even though Walt said that you know Disneyland would always be changing. So w- when this movie was first announced, they were kind of worried that they might redo the the ride and add some of these characters into the ride and might like, change the story of the ride. Did they talk at all about the dynamic of you know? Obviously, this is based in the ride, but can the can, could the movie change? Could it go back the other direction? Could the movie actually become part of the ride?
2: Yes. uh, The producers, again, uh, both Flynn and Hiram Garcia, talked about how they basically expect the movie – if it were a success but also maybe if it weren't a success to become part of the ride eventually um, maybe we'll see a Dwayne Johnson slash Frank animatronic and Emily Blunt joked that at the end she'll just show up not as an animatronic just just as her just <laughs> hang out at the end of the ride and, and wave
1: I, th- I think when they were like preparing for the movie Dwayne Johnson did that like he showed up and he was a skipper on the ride for uh-huh. like Oh, yeah. so there was like photos, like I don't know. I'm not sure if he was doing research or if he was just like showed up at he was at Disneyland. But uh, that would have been cool to be to be on the ride where he was the skipper of the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, what uh, what do you make about the comedy balance? Because you know the puns in the ride are very corny and. Obviously, this is an action-packed movie as well. Like, how? What do, What did you get the sense of on the set of like, how? How it's going to be in the movie?
2: It's especially based on Paul Giamatti and Jack Whitehall's characters. Jack Whitehall plays the brother of Emily Blunt. It seems to get pretty big in comedy, like. Uh, Paul Giamatti talked about how no one has told him to rein it back yet. So he is going for <laughs> very cartoony, very goofy villain. He has a cockatoo named Lover that is a bird that just perches on his shoulder all the time. And we've also heard reports that Jesse Plemons goes as big as he's ever gone. So I think the comedy will be pretty outsized in this movie. Um, the scene we saw was not one of the comedy scenes. It was sort of an action dialogue scene, but um, I... I, yeah, I I feel like I would be okay with the comedy because the skipper puns are such a an ingrained part of the Jungle Cruise ride.
1: Yeah, I, I know it's a hard it's hard to judge a movie based on being on set. I've been on the set of many movies that I thought were going to be complete disasters. And they ended up being incredible. And I've also been on the set of like movies, like uh, I was on the set of the Mick G Terminator movie. And I came off the set being like, oh, this is going to be awesome. (laughs) And that, yeah. So it's very hard to get a sense of what the, how the movie actually is going to be based on the sales pitch that they give you while you're on set. Mm -hmm. But uh, what do you think? Like, how do you think this is, like, do you think that this has the potential to be Disney's next Pirates of the Caribbean? Or will this be, you know? the next Haunted
2: Mansion I was encouraged by their uh, how much they doubled down on the inspiration of romancing the stone in this movie because I think that romance and romantic comedy in Disney movies is is very lacking and based on what I saw of Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt's uh, chemistry they were so fun i couldn't get any quotes out of them because they were bantering the entire time and just flirting and the the chemistry was electric and so it was a lot of fun just to watch them and be in their presence so if any of that is on screen at all i think that they'll be able to capture that sort of action comedy um action adventure comedy uh energy that romancing the stone has and that we don't really see a lot of in adventure movies i feel like the last time i remember seeing that really and really enjoying that kind of screwball dynamic between uh characters in an adventure movie was the mummy
1: i was just going to mention that if you didn't yeah Mm -hmm. the mummy totally um yeah, so you can read HT's whole piece on this. I'll, I'll link it in the show notes, and there's actually also a bunch of news breakouts that we did that I'll also link. So if you want to find out more about some of the like Easter eggs that they're trying to get in from the ride and all that kind of stuff, you could read the articles on SlashFilm.com. Uh, you can find this podcast every weekday on Apple google overcast spotify uh please send your feedback questions comments concerns just at peter.com and please rate and read this podcast in apple podcast tell your friends spread the word and i think we'll actually be seeing you on tuesday because we're taking some days off because of the holiday have a happy holiday everybody